0: Welcome to Living Well with Dr. Pegg, where psychologist Dr. Peggy Mitchell Clark explores a variety of mental health, wellness, and safety topics and shares biblically based psychological strategies for living well and staying safe. Now, here is your host of Living Well with Dr. Pegg, Dr. Peggy Mitchell Clark.
1: Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the program. I am your host, Dr. Peggy Mitchell Clark. Thanks for joining me today. And we're here every Thursday at 1 Mountain Time on KLZ 560 AM and online at drpegradio.com. And today we're also streaming live on Facebook. So uh, hello to those of you watching on Facebook. And be sure to follow Dr. Pegg on Facebook to be notified of when we're live on Facebook and receive other show updates. And we couldn't do what we do on Living Well with Dr. Pegg without our sponsor, SSI Guardian, who set the new standard in advanced safety education training. So be sure to contact SSI Guardian for evidence-based best practices and existing solutions proven to make schools and workplaces safer. With SSI Guardian, you're getting the right training, the right equipment, and correct action plans. Contact them today at SSIGuardian.com and tell them Dr. Pegg sent you. And my guest today has the right training. (laughs) She's licensed professional counselor, Barbara Russell. And Barbara has 20 years experience counseling individuals. And she's the author of the book, Yes, I Said No, Mm -hmm. How to Set Healthy Boundaries and Increase Your Self-Esteem. And she's a teacher at heart. Uh, Barbara has a workshop coming up in September uh, called His Brain, Her Brain. And she's here today to help us figure out the relationship between sex and the brain, and now I've got everyone's attention because I go. said sex, but you we're said the magic really word. talking gender um, especially, right. and um, uh, uh, Barbara Russell is going to help us to understand how Um, Our brain influences our behavior, and and if there are differences between the male and female brain. So, Barbara Russell, thanks so much for joining me. Welcome to the program. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, great to have you. Well, uh, before we get going into um, uh, this information about his and her Mm -hmm. brains, let's talk about the conference that you're speaking at in September, because we really want people... Uh, to to register now before prices go up later. So now is going to be their best uh, bargain for a jam-packed agenda. I saw the agenda online. So it's a conference coming up here in Denver in September, September 29th and 30th.
2: Tell us what it's called, where it is, and what we can expect there. It is truly jam-packed, like you said. It's going to be great. It's called the Um, whole and free conference Mm -hmm. there are so many good speakers and workshops i too am very impressed with what all is going to be offered there and food is under i understand is going to be included food is always good (laughs) to be included and uh, friday night and saturday it is going to have so many good things that I believe people's lives are going to be transformed. Okay. Now, is it for men and women or is it a women's conference? It's a women's conference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's going to be really reaching out to women who are wanting to become better um, of who they are, what they are doing, why they're here. You know, God has a purpose, I think, for everybody. And we want everybody to be as well equipped as possible Excellent.
1: so it's called whole and free women saturday yep. uh, friday september 29th and saturday september 30th at bridgeway church correct and how can
2: people register they can go online there is a website mm-hmm. for that so www.wholeandfreewomenconference.com
1: okay and I'll, I'll try to have a link to that from my webpage i have a link to you dot BarbaraRussell.com. Yes. And so folks can um, find out more about the conference uh, through you as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. excellent. So hopefully, uh, listeners, uh, even men who are listening, you have women in your lives yes. who need to be whole and free, and that benefits. If that's a woman in your life, it benefits the men when yes. women are whole and free, not to mention, of course, the woman herself. Mm-hmm. So if you've got a wife, a daughter, a sister, a friend, someone you're mentoring, a spiritual father to uh, make sure they check out this conference. That would be excellent. Yes. And it's all about um, kind of wholeness, holistic, a, a holistic mm-hmm. approach. It's mm-hmm. body, mind, spirit. So there's stuff on nutrition and fitness and emotional healing, parenting, Uh, restoring relationships between mothers and daughters, Mm -hmm. so just pretty much something for everyone. Right, there is. I'm excited about that. Exactly. Great. And so you'll be talking about uh, his brain and her brain. Right. right. (laughs) And so this is uh, based on science, not Mm -hmm. just opinion. No, that is very true. That there are his and her brains. Uh, A lot of what we thought were possibly just stereotypes Mm -hmm. might actually have some roots in science Lynn, um, let's talk about some of those common perceptions about his and her brains and you'll tell us that there is science and, right. and what that all means for us so right. one but- one thought is that men have a one-track mind, or they can only focus on one thing at a time. And um, I know that seems true, and my husband sometimes will even tell me, hold on, right. you know, because I'm running my mouth. I can only do one thing at a time. Right. So is that one of those things that we can that talk is. about where there is some science there?
2: There is. Okay. You know, there was a fascinating study uh, back in 2014 from the University of Pennsylvania. They did a very large sample, uh, close to 1,000 people that they were looking at male and female and they were imaging their brains and they found those differences where men because they will track one thing at a Mm -hmm. time and do it very well why we see so many successful men you know they see what they want they go after it and that is a wonderful thing until they get home and then they're going to talk to their wives. And, okay. they, and she wants to talk about a whole bunch of stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, we have a caller on the line. And so maybe okay. they are either going to agree or disagree, or maybe they have an uh-huh. example for you okay. of we that one track mind. So caller, uh, thanks for uh, calling in. Welcome to the program. Yes. Am I, am, I on the, uh, am I on the air? You're on the air. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay, great. What's your question or comment for Barbara Russell?
3: I would just like to know um,
1: if... uh... All right. (laughs) Maybe a little going on in the background there. Um, Well, let's talk about another uh, common perception is around memory, where Mm -hmm. um, men sometimes are accused of being a little forgetful when their wives ask them to do things.
2: And uh, women seem to never forget That's a mistake. Right. That is, <laughs> Talk about that. Especially those mistakes. Yes, right. Yes. Well, the scientific proof for that is very interesting, is that uh, at about 10 weeks gestation, then little boys' brains are washed with testosterone, which reduces the amount of the what they call the gray matter or the corpus Mm callosum, if you want to get really technical, but really that's kind of the bridge between the two sides of the brain. And so women can easily access those like, like super highways back and forth Mm. really fast. Um, But men are focusing on the one thing, and then they have to travel by a slower vehicle to the other side of their brain. And so it takes them a little bit. Uh, it's interesting sometimes... And we're t-
1: talking split seconds, oh, though,
2: right? Truly, yeah, yeah, truly. Yeah. It's not minutes or hours. <laughs> right, right. Or, but Yeah, or nanoseconds, <laughs> yes, you yes. know. But it's, it's something kind of like uh, my husband will say when I start to tell him something very important, of course. And he says wait a minute, I missed those first couple of words Mm. because he had to get on board and get to that listening center where women can just easily, they seem like they're talking and they're listening and they're multitasking all the time. Okay,
1: and so the good thing about your husband, though, is that he he's aware that he missed and he cares enough oh. to actually say, hold on a second, I missed what you said in the beginning, start oh, over. so true.
2: Yeah. That awareness piece is so important. That's why I'm excited to talk on your program, to present about this at the conference, because really people attribute to matters of the heart. In other words, mm. you meant to ignore me. Mm-hmm. You intentionally didn't pay attention to me. And it's just a brain difference.
4: Yeah. Well,
1: that, man, you know? that's really fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he he has an
2: explanation
1: and when we as women have an explanation for why we show up the way we do. Mm-hmm. And of course, we're speaking in general generalities, Certainly. right? And Certainly. so obviously there're going to be people who are operating a little bit differently than this and it's probably all on a continuum. Anyhow. right. Yeah. Right.
2: Great. There's exceptions to every rule and and different levels of that Mm -hmm. but basically the more that you are aware of that Mm -hmm. then you can actually not get stressed out listen to each other and he knows when to speak up and I know when to say hello it's my woman brain here (laughs) and using
1: a little bit of humor is something that you recommend that if we can have some scientific understanding of how our brains functioning of course in the context of us as a unique individual uh, but then have a little bit of a sense of humor and maybe even develop a way of communicating with your spouse where you can even kind of signal them, oh, yeah, this is my, you know,
2: my right. my pink side of my brain exactly, operating Exactly, exactly. And yeah. that's what my husband and I have, have learned to do and what I try to teach my clients. Because if you can bring that up with humor, as you mm-hmm. said, then, you know, you don't get into that attack mode or You did this or you always or you never, uh, which just makes people defensive, no matter man or woman. And um, and then you're kind of going off to a bad start from the beginning. Right, and you probably see a lot of
1: that in your counseling. I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and so having, a, having another way of thinking about human behavior in terms of perhaps even um, uh, differences in our brain based uh, uh, related to gender can really just help in that process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It
2: can. It's kind of like understanding, you know, personality types, mm-hmm. the way that we're wired and in our gender types, The way that we're wired. And so we work with that. We develop. And work on where we're weak. Mm-hmm. And then we celebrate where we're strong and use that. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, let's talk about another popular um, perception of uh, the differences between men and women. If you ask a man what he's thinking, <laughs> it wouldn't be unusual to have him say nothing. That, I, I don't know. If my, my engineer, Dave, is that possible where you sometimes are really not thinking about anything? <laughs> there are times when I'm not thinking about anything for sure. Um, you know, but most of the time I'm like... You know, maybe uh, vampires are so grumpy because they don't get any garlic bread, but then I don't, you want to admit that you're having <laughs> that those you're silly thoughts. Right? Right. <laughs> so uh, so it's, I say it's nothing like a... if I'm thinking that, or like, why doesn't the glue stick to the inside of the, jar, of the bottle? Yeah, and it's like a uh, little kid will say nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you no, don't no, want yeah, yeah, exactly. to admit what you're actually doing, right? <laughs> right. Nope, nope, so, but true. we hear that men men we will do. say, I'm not thinking about anything, and women are really thinking about everything, everything all at right. once. Right? And,
2: and so if you don't know this, you think, oh, you are lying? Mm-hmm. You thinking about something you just don't want to tell me Mm -hmm. because we women we're always thinking about Mm -hmm. something and remembering and again like you said all all that memory that we have especially for what's wrong you know that's how things get stuck in our brain Mm -hmm. is when that event happens and there's a feeling and so if there's a bad feeling it can remain there Mm -hmm. and so when you have a lot of that brain matter that kind of holds it in then women are going to remember. And men, I think, are fortunate in that way. They can, like, put it behind them. Right.
1: They can compartmentalize very, very easily. I think that comes naturally. And some of the science, brain science that's coming out around trauma Mm -hmm. uh, shows us how when you have heightened emotion during an event, that that kind of um, cements it into our memory. Yes. And that's part of what makes recovering from trauma, a traumatic event, mm-hmm. really painful and difficult with flashbacks and, and memories because it really, your brain has sealed those in there. Right, you know? right.
2: So that makes it difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, another thing we hear about is that men are extremely visual.
4: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, I'm
1: wondering if that has any connection to... The epidemic we're seeing around pornography, for mm. example, I think uh, so. That um, that's always been something available, but it's so readily available now, and readily available mm-hmm. to younger and younger. Uh, men and, and, and boys. And so if, are, are men truly more visual and does that make them more vulnerable to uh, exposure to yeah. pornography, for I, example?
2: I believe it does. Uh, and then you put those things in, in combination with the short attention span that probably all of us are developing mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. Um, that things happen so quickly. And But you look on your phone, you look on your computer, whatever, and there the images are quickly And uh, so men can be very vulnerable because the visual is very strong in Mm them.
4: mm -hmm.
1: Well, you said earlier that a lot of these differences start out um, when we're still in utero Mm -hmm, and that mm -hmm. testosterone is is playing a role there, that um, the boy's brain is washed with testosterone, but what's happening to the female brain as as a girl is developing?
2: Yeah. So she's of course got the other chemical that we've heard about estrogen and Mm -hmm. all of the hormones related to that, which uh, bring in enhanced feelings and emotions and nuances of thought um, that where testosterone is not just a sexual hormone, but a strength hormone that guys can use for all of their benefits and that strength uh, to be stronger. And women are kind of emotional, you know, and we kind of make fun about that. But again, if we understand that's how we've been wired since before we were Mm -hmm. born.
1: And I'm sure we're going to have some listeners uh, who are listening live and perhaps will listen later to the recording or watch the Facebook recording Mm -hmm. later. Uh, who are going to really be upset with what you're saying because it may uh, sound like you are stereotyping Mm -hmm. and that women can't be strong Mm -hmm. and men can't be emotional. Um, Talk about how we can avoid stereotyping and feeling like that we're just gender typing Mm. and that the science really does support these differences, but it doesn't mean either gender can't
2: go beyond that. Absolutely not, and I'm all for everybody, um, and certainly for the women to be strong. And, you know, actually, we even hear women, they're lifting weights in their 70s and 80s, and they're accomplishing great things. So anything, but I think what we do is we take what is given to us, and then we develop that. Mm -hmm. uh, So we can become stronger and stronger. We're not defeated by A stereotype but if we use that for understanding Mm -hmm. uh, that's the main difference I think uh, so that we're not blaming or putting people in a box Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, limiting them in any way Mm -hmm. Uh, but just say here's here's the basics of what I was born with and here's how I want to increase and improve Mm
4: -hmm. and make
1: me better okay good and I want to talk a little bit um, when we come back from the break also about oxytocin Mm -hmm. Uh, as you talked about testosterone testosterone, but we'll we'll talk about oxytocin, which from what I understand is referred to often as the bonding hormone. Mm -hmm. That really Mm -hmm. is what endears us to babies. And some studies show even um, being around puppies (laughs) and dogs can cause oxytocin Mm -hmm. to be
2: released. Um, Is is oxytocin something produced only by women? No, I think it's all of these chemicals, I mean, women have testosterone, okay, okay. you know, all of the chemicals are there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just whenever they are used and they have more. And so we frequently see that because it is connected to that bonding and warm experience mm-hmm. and that women just endear and love. Mm-hmm. And so so it does happen a lot with them. But it can happen for men, too. It's interesting, you know, on the street it's called OxyContin. Oh. So it's like, okay, now they've synthesized wow. a natural hormone
4: mm-hmm. that
2: is produced to produce pleasure. Wow. And I didn't realize those were the, same, the yeah. synthetic Synth-
1: version yeah.
4: of Oxytocin. Yeah.
1: Basically. Wow. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Well, listeners, I'm speaking with Barbara Russell. She's a licensed professional counselor and the author of the book, Yes, I Said No?, How to Set Healthy Boundaries and Increase Your Self-Esteem. And in fact, Barbara, you've just been nominated for a book award, and we'll talk about that when we come back from the break. And listeners, again, this is Barbara Russell, uh, author of Yes, I Said No. We're talking about his brain, her brain. If you disagree or you have some examples that you feel support what Barbara is sharing, that the science says about our differences in our brain, give us a call. We're at 303-477-5600. Stay with us. We'll be back.
5: don't trust your safety to just anyone. SSI Guardian is the only choice. Visit us at SSIGuardian.com.
3: What if a psychologist with years of experience wrote a book revealing secrets that therapists know but usually don't share? And what if that book provided effective strategies for experiencing lasting change? That's exactly what you get with Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark's book, Do Something Different for a Change, an insider's guide to what your therapist knows but may not tell you. Celebrating 10 years in print, this self-help classic shares critical insights to help you understand and overcome the three common barriers to change, heal your emotional pain and emptiness, and strengthen your connection to your true self and others. In the easy-to-understand, down-to-earth style she's known for, Dr. Pegg clearly communicates fundamental principles and strategies for change and personal transformation read do something different for a change today and have a better tomorrow go to drpegradiocom books to purchase your copy today
0: Studies show that safety greatly impacts student learning and
1: a teacher's ability to do what they do best, be it broken furniture, a leaking roof,
3: or more serious threat of violence. The 21st Century Safe School by School Specialty addresses school safety from the emotional, social, and physical perspective.
1: Don't wait another moment. Call 877-878-5800 or visit SSIGuardian.com. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for sticking with us. This is Living Well with Dr. Peg. I'm your host, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark, and it's almost time for the kids to go back to school. But what about you? Have you accomplished the goals that you had in mind for this year and over the summer? Uh, Do you want to get unstuck and establish new habits that will keep you on track? Well, if you're finally ready to make those changes that you've been meaning to make in your life, you can contact me today to learn more about my unique approach to coaching that's based on the latest psychological research on habit formation and behavior change. And all coaching is done by telephone, making it easy and efficient to experience lasting change in your life. Just go to drpegradio.com to schedule a complimentary session and learn how results coaching can help you get back on track. Well, thanks again, Barbara Russell, for being here with me
2: today. And how can listeners get in touch with you if they would like to reach out? So they can contact me by my website, BarbaraRussell.com. Okay. And there's a phone number they can call there, or they can follow me on all kinds of
4: social okay. media. Okay, great,
1: great. And I'll have a link to Barbara on my website. And if you'd like to share this interview with a friend or go back and listen to some of the archives... Uh, just go to drpegradio.com and I'll have a link there to Barbara as well. And it's Barbara B-A-R-B-R-A, B-A-R-A. right? So no A in the middle there. If you go to barbararussell.com, uh, and so I've got on the line uh, Dr. Kenneth Wesson, and those of you who are who are regular listeners of the program may remember Dr. Wesson has been on my show a couple of times in the past, and he's a, a neuroscience expert who looks at uh, how the brain impacts learning and so Dr. Wesson uh, thanks for calling in to um, see what 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 you have to say about uh, these male and female brain dis- differences how are you today
0: well excellent good afternoon and hello Barbie this is Ken
2: hi mm-hmm. did you say Barbie <laughs> yes <laughs> all right you already made points yes. that's okay <laughs> well,
0: uh, it was interesting listening to some of what you had to say particularly about the structures in the brain, the chemistry of the brain and our brains do start off all as female brains yeah
4: isn't but that the testosterone fascinating? Det- mm-hmm.
0: yes yeah. but the testosterone determining factor kicks in between uh, five to about eight or nine weeks at the max and it literally changes those brains into boy Mm -hmm, mm brains, and they function differently. The structures are altered slightly differently, Uh, and you mentioned the corpus callosum. Right. What we find is that in female brains, the corpus callosum is as much as 23% thicker in several different areas, Mm
4: -hmm.
0: which allows for greater bihemispheric communication between the two hemispheres in the brain. So we're now beginning to believe that the old notion of female intuition is neurobiological and not just metaphorical yeah,
4: there, yeah. You there you that, go there you go
0: yeah that yeah that women are able to process information that men are sometimes oblivious to only mm-hmm. because of how their brains are structured
1: right so we we uh, that, we have a scientific basis as barbara was saying and you're mm-hmm. confirming uh it, it's yeah. it's true
2: right
0: yes well the science uh, suggests that the ranges in all of these traits is pretty much identical it's just that the averages allow us to draw some inferences about male-female differences.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: But our ranges are the same, and we can also uh, alter those be- those traits uh, merely by the kinds of activities in which we engage. Uh, women are linguistically far more superior to men, and uh, there's-, there's no question about that. But men who engage in jobs like teaching or being a college professor or a speaker, they develop language skills far better than the average woman. So when we talk about averages, mm-hmm. uh, it's about women as a whole. But there are exceptions to every rule, and there are men who are above the female averages and women who are above the male averages.
1: Right, mm-hmm. right, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we appreciate that uh, mm-hmm. insight, that specialized insight. Uh, Dr. Wesson, thanks so much for calling in to the program today. Yeah. That delighted great. to.
0: Delighted to. Great. And I'll, I'll listen in for more. Thank you. Okay. okay. Great, great, great. great. Thank you so
1: much. Have a great day. All right, everybody. That's neuroscience expert Dr. Kenneth Wesson. Thanks, thanks for uh, tuning in and, and giving mm-hmm. us a call to chime in. And listeners, you can call in, too, uh, with your anecdotal experience. You may not be a neuroscience expert or a licensed professional counselor like Barbara Russell here. Uh, but give us a call. We're at 303-477-477. Fifty-six hundred, and we're talking about his brain, her brain, and Barbara Russell is going to be giving a presentation at a wonderful conference coming up in September, uh, called the Women uh, Whole and Free Women Conference, Mm -hmm. WholeandFreeWomenConference.com, and it is for women, and it's got just a range of topics, but you'll be able to meet uh, Barbara Russell in person. And get an even more in-depth uh, look at our, or his and her brains at that conference. So check that out. So Barbara, let's talk about um, some real important things uh, for us to remember about male and female behavior and interactions, especially in relationships, marriage relationships, mm-hmm. romantic relationships. Uh, that as you were stating. Uh, if we can have a good understanding of the biological predisposition right. of our brains, and as as Dr. Wesson um, stated, and I think is is great to remember, is um, on on average we might see mm-hmm. some differences, but there's the whole range of of ability Definitely. and and, and um, behaviors amongst any given um, male or female. Uh, But some things to remember uh, that you talk about in your workshop about men and women's desire to be right, to be heard, Mm to want to discuss what's wrong versus trying to solve problems. Talk a little bit about some of those things we should
2: remember Mm that will help us practically in our relationships. Right. Right. Um, And again, uh, like the doctor said, on average, we're talking about. Mm -hmm. So don't jump to all of the exceptions to the rules and your own stories. But on average, when we will see, um, I'll see a couple come into my office and right away, you can tell that what she really wants is to be closer and to be more intimate. But her definition of that is we're going to be talking Mm -hmm. a lot. Because that's her strength, right. and that's where she's going to be And the man, about. of course,
1: wants to be intimate and
2: connected with Surely. his wife as
1: well, but how it plays out, uh, what that mm-hmm. looks like for him might be very different
3: from, from what it looks like for her.
2: Yes, right. And so, again, if they can understand, well, we're basically wired this way that, you know, that single focus that allows men to be so, so successful. Again, he could, Mm. you know, go after her, date her, woo her. And they have long romantic talks uh, in front of the fireplace or on the beach or whatever. And she thinks this is going to go on forever. Mm -hmm. But no, he's focused. And so once he gets his bride, you got it. He's going to go after his job (laughs) or, you know, build the career. And those things can be... It to the side because he's singularly focused. Mm-hmm. And so, if you can begin to realize that and just so maybe she steps in to help make it happen again mm. and plan and mm-hmm. talk about it instead of taking it personally.
1: Mm-hmm. And being intentional about communicating this is what I want. Because right. sometimes we have these expectations. That we think the other person's reading our mind and we right. think they know what the expectations are. And then we're critiquing them and, and grading them and measuring them uh, for whether or not they're meeting the expectation that we never actually explicitly stated. Right, <laughs> right. Holding and them accountable for something that we never told them.
2: Yeah, right. So, just again, like we were talking about, the women's great strength is that intuition. And, you know, that gut feeling and sensing. And so she's very good about that. But if she expects that her husband or whoever, her boyfriend, is going to be thinking what she's going to be thinking, and they'll pick up on hints, they're not. Mm-hmm. Because they need actually I need for you to ask me. I need for you to right, tell me. Right, right. Let's be and direct. Think here think it's a
1: sign of how much they love us if they just know. Right. We shouldn't have to ask. That's, but we're really right. setting ourselves up for yes, we disappointment, are. aren't exactly. we? exactly. Well, let's talk about uh, how women want to talk about what went wrong today, mm-hmm. well, how they're feeling and how they're frustrated and who did this bad thing to them. And they want to talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. But our the men in our lives tend to want to jump and cut right to the chase and that's solve right. the problem, mm-hmm. give advice,
2: make recommendations. Talk about that. Yeah, because that's, again what they do best. Um, I remember the time when I came home from work and I started talking about all of this. I call it talking in a circle that women do. And so we talk in circles and we go around and talk about this and that and this and that. And he's getting more stressed out because his job as my husband is and to provide love and support for his wife is to solve all those problems he thinks. Mm-hmm. And so he's still trying to solve problem number one While she's on problem number 17, that she's talked about and talked about. But really, if he understands that how she operates is if she keeps on talking, she's gonna feel better. Mm -hmm. And so he doesn't have to solve all of those problems or issues. I remember that first time when I came home and he was giving me advice and he told me, well, just quit that job if it's stressing you out so much. I didn't want to quit the job. I just want to talk about how horrible
1: it is all day, every day. Exactly. (laughs) And so when women talk, we feel better whether the problem has been resolved or not. There's something about the talking, the venting, and especially the connecting Mm -hmm. around this um, thing that we're feeling so deeply But when men, um, uh, the more they talk about a problem, the worse they tend to feel, the more stress they get, the more overwhelmed they get, the more um, uh, incapable of resolving it they Mm -hmm. might feel. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah,
2: because one of the things that I recommend for uh, couples who encounter that kind of activity is, is the compromise is that women talk. And they want to be heard. Mm-hmm. And so a great way for for men to let them know that they're heard is to repeat. So you're still feeling bad. You're still, yeah. And that doesn't come naturally to men. So, But they can learn it. You know, they're not stupid. But... They often then need to take a time out, take a break, mm-hmm. and then come back to the issue. After I have he's a lot of time. stamina.
1: I can go on oh, for, for hours, sure. and so that's yeah. that can be exhausting exactly. to a man who's number one trying to solve these problems, right. and it's just a barrage of of um, continually, you know, um, never-ending problems exactly. <laughs> that we're talking about. So that can be exhausting and
2: frustrating, right? For and then it gets really destructive if she's bringing up all of these complaints about him are that he feels personally attacked about what's wrong and how he needs to change. And, and pretty soon then he can feel not only overwhelmed, but I can never please her. Mm. It'll never be enough. And so then he will shut down mm-hmm. and pretty soon that closeness that she's wanting is going further and further away because he will be disengaging if he doesn't feel safe. Mm. Wow. That's critically important
4: Mm -hmm. to understand.
2: So
1: he may, even if she is talking about an issue that really has nothing to do with him, he may personalize it or even personalize his inability to make her feel better. Right. And so he feels less capable Mm -hmm. uh, and may begin to shut down. Yeah. The very thing she's craving by talking, she's craving intimacy, she's actually
2: kind of thrown a monkey wrench. Yeah. And if she doesn't realize that, again, because I believe, you know, guys have that. I can, I can provide. I can protect. I can defend you. That's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm here to do. Wow. But if I'm not allowed to do that, because you just keep on complaining or looking at so many things that are wrong, it's important that yeah. both of them know that.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm speaking with Barbara Russell. She's a licensed professional counselor and author of the book. Yes, I said no. A book which has been nominated. For a book award, and we'll talk about that in just a a moment, if you'd like to ask a question or share um, an example of what we're talking about, you can call us today at 303 477 Fifty six hundred, and so Barbara, let's talk about your your book award uh, before we uh, go on and talk more about women and men and our brains. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what's the name of the award that you just got nominated for?
2: So this is in the Colorado Independent Publishers Award. So this just came out a couple of days yeah, ago. Breaking news. So, yeah. So this, this that is was... your
1: first. I've got the exclusive first interview, right? Yes, yes you do.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because this was my first book and. And to be nominated about that. So they won't tell us any more details until the end of the month. Okay. But it was just exciting to to have that. Because, of course, there's a whole team that works together to make a book, book be published. Mm-hmm. And so that was really exciting. Great. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. That's wonderful. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Well,
1: let's talk about uh, the topic of questions mm-hmm. that a, a woman will tend to ask her man, her husband, her mm-hmm. boyfriend, how was your day? Right. <laughs> what happened today? Because that's, that's what we're going to tell you that's is right. every detail about what happened with our day. Uh, and we want the details back, and we try to get those details by asking questions. But talk about how questions are perceived and received mm-hmm. by,
2: by our men. So often uh, when women will say, you know, how was your day, honey? He'll say, Fine. What happened? Nothing, you know, Uh, because he, again, is compartmentalizing. And Mm -hmm. that was then and here is now. And often he just wants to have a 30-minute break and look at the newspaper or the news or the computer or whatever before he engages but perhaps she's been home with the kids all day and she's dying for some adult (laughs) attention and talking and so again a lot of times they just make a rule about that Mm -hmm. you get home you get a half an hour to kick back do whatever relax and then let's talk about
4: the right. day.
1: And it could be that simple to resolve yeah. maybe a years-long conflict in a relationship right. to just say, okay, I understand how this comes across to you. I understand what you're needing. And here's what I'm needing. And I know you want to, you, um, you know, accommodate me. So what can we come up with, practically speaking, exactly. that can help us both
2: get those needs met? Exactly. Because um, he might also make some notes during the day mm. because... Uh, He'll say, put something on his phone. Oh, I need to remember to tell my wife. Or he sends her a text Mm -hmm. if that is able to happen. And she is going to feel more connected to him the more he shares about who he is and what he does. Mm -hmm. And because she wants to be there for him. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So just those little tips of reach out during the day or make literally make a list yeah. <laughs> of here are the things I'm going to talk to my right. wife about cuz I don't want to forget and exactly. I, because I know it's important to her to know even if it's not that important to me. Right. There'll be little details I want to know about my husband's day that are not that significant. They don't stand out, but I'm curious. Yes. I want to visualize what his work day looks like. Who are the folks that he works with? Mm-hmm. What are the challenges he has? What are the, the wins that he had that day? And it may just not be that big a deal to him to right. even make a mental note of it.
2: Right. Yeah. And if he doesn't understand that that's how she's showing love and caring, Then he can be turned off and think, you know, why are you, why are all these questions? Why are you bugging me? (laughs) Right, right. But but if he understands that and wants to show her how to be loved, that's Mm -hmm. how he can do that.
1: That's awesome. Well, and what you say women need to be paid attention to to feel loved. Mm-hmm. And men uh, feel loved when they're appreciated.
4: Mm-hmm. And
1: we, we know there's a lot of um, research that's gone into love and respect. Right, uh, right. Um, Dr. Egrich has, mm-hmm. has a very uh, popular book on that topic. So we'll talk more about that when we come back. I'm speaking with Barbara Russell, and she's a licensed professional counselor and author of the book, Yes, I Said No. We're going to take a break, but when we return... What if you didn't raise your children with any gender expectations? We're seeing a new trend with parents who are raising their children gender neutral. Parents are not calling their children a girl baby or a boy baby. Next up, we'll talk about parents who call their child babies. (laughs) Stay with us, we'll be back.
5: Schools are increasingly adopting 21st century learning strategies. However, safety largely remains absent from the conversation, and fragmented efforts continue allowing for security gaps. Studies show effective learning can only exist when students and teachers feel safe. As the industry leader providing innovative educational solutions for more than 58 years, School Specialty has created the 21st Century Safe School, which aligns next-generation learning best practices with proven safety solutions focused on the mental, physical, and emotional
1: Hi, I'm Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark. Do you ever make changes, but after a few days, weeks, or even months, you slip back into your old behaviors and patterns? If you want something different, you've got to do something different. Yet most people won't do what's required to experience the lasting change they say they want. Why? Because change is hard, it's scary, and it comes at a cost. If you're ready for change, join me for a one-day, do-something-different-for-a-change personal transformation retreat. In this intensive yet intimate retreat, you'll learn fundamental principles and strategies for lasting change and transformation and craft a customized plan that you can put into action right away. Contact me today to schedule your own private VIP do something different for change personal transformation retreat. Go to drpegradiocom slash retreat. back, everyone. This is Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark, and you're listening to Living Well with Dr. Peg, and my guest today is Barbara Russell, and she's a licensed professional counselor and author of the recently nominated book uh, for an independent... Uh, Publishers uh, Book Award here in Denver, in Colorado. Yes, I said no. <laughs> How to set healthy boundaries and increase your self-esteem. And if you want to reach out to Barbara, you can uh, find links back to her at drpegradio.com. And Barbara, you're you're also speaking at the Women uh, Whole, and Whole and Free, free Women Conference. Mm-hmm. Whole W H O L E Whole, Whole right. and Free Women Conference.com. Uh, in
2: September, right. So I'll be talking about this issue that we've been talking about mm-hmm. today: his brain, her brain, uh, along with a lot more information. So that'll be good. Outstanding.
1: And again, go to wholeandfreewomenconference.com, and we'll have some links back to that page as well uh, from my website. And you can find uh, Barbara at barbarawestall.com. And again, just go to drpegradio.com if you'd like to share this interview with a friend as well. And we're taking your calls today at three zero three four seven seven. 5,600, and I want to talk about uh, something that was in the news last week, mm-hmm. uh, Babies, mm-hmm. and I'm saying T-H-E-Y, <laughs> so the pronoun they. So there are parents who are raising their kids without assigning or announcing their gender, and they're letting their children choose their own prep gender identity and their gender preference when they get to be, usually it happens naturally by about three or four, that the kid, you know, is now verbal and now kind of aware, self-aware, aware of others. And they'll kind of say, I'm a boy or I'm a girl or I'm not sure, I'm in between. But the parents are not imposing that on the children. Mm-hmm. And so it's been extremely controversial, but it's a movement that is beginning to grow. Uh, they're avoiding using gender pronouns altogether and asking family members, daycare workers, preschools, friends, neighbors, to refrain from saying she or he, but to instead say they, um, hence the term theybes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, just a little bio 101, little mm-hmm. high school biology to refresh our memories of, well, what is gender and what is sex and how does gender identity play into this, and then I want to hear what your thoughts are about it as well, Barbara, and I don't know if Dr. Wesson's still listening. I'd be really curious mm-hmm. about his opinions if, if he wants to call back in. That would probably be good. Yes, That's not my yes, area, yes, so, yeah. so, yeah. And so we know uh, the X and Y chromosomes do determine our, our sex, and most women have 46XX um, uh, chromosomes. Men are usually 46XY. And so it is that Y chromosome. Mm -hmm. You talked earlier about how testosterone, we all start out kind of female, but there's a signal from our brain that um, releases that uh, testosterone and then we develop into a boy or remain a girl. And so in a few births per thousand, some individuals are born with a single X or a single Y chromosome, and some even have three or more sex Mm -hmm. uh, chromosomes and different combinations and different mutations in the Y chromosome. So biologically speaking, it is not the norm. Mm -hmm. It's not normal development. And people take issue with that, um, but scientifically speaking, that normally it would be XX or XY. And so 95% of being male is determined by that Y chromosome. Mm -hmm. And you've talked already about some of the effects that um, the Y and the testosterone um, have in terms of our gender differences. And so um, uh, that Y chromosome is uh, what's causing the testes to develop during gestation, um, about the 10th week of pregnancy and the absence of that Y chromosome and its influence on the testes development uh, instead we will see ovaries. And so there's five dimensions of gender. So there's the chromosomal, are you XX X or are you XY? And then there is... Um, Hormonal sex. Is there more estrogen or more testosterone, which you already talked about, but we do have both, right?
4: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: then there's gonadal sex. Do you have ovaries or testicles? Mm-hmm. And that will be determined uh, by the, the hormones, whether you develop ovaries or testicles. Then there's genital sex. Do you have a vagina or do you have pe- mm-hmm. a penis? Mm-hmm. And then there's your gender identity, and therein lies kind of the controversy. So you you might uh, be female Biologically, but you don't feel female, Mm -hmm. so your gender identity is not a girl. But you may feel like a boy or something other than that, even. And so then, to to kind of stir it up even more, uh, other than just our gender, our biological gender, and our gender identity, then we also have to add to the the mixed sexual orientation Mm -hmm. as children Mm -hmm. uh, develop and get old enough to say, "I'm heterosexual," "I'm homosexual," "I'm bisexual." Um, Then we have some of the different um, uh, developments where you might be what's called intersex or what used to be called a hermaphrodite, Mm -hmm. if you've heard that term before. And again, that is considered um, an abnormality or ambiguous um, gonads or genitals. And um, we can't assign a gender, um, one gender or the other because it's kind of ambiguous. Um, And then there's the whole topic of transgender, which is getting a lot of attention today. Uh, where your gender identity does not match the assigned biological sex or your your biologically determined sex, and so there's a lot going on here. There so there are some parents who are saying, all that notwithstanding, mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. biological sex, we're going to let our child decide how they feel about their gender. Whenever they're ready, we're not going to look in their diaper, <laughs> you know, at, or at birth and determine their gender identity for them just based on their biology. So it's it's gaining some some acceptance, mm-hmm. and of course, there's still a lot of controversy of about that. Mm-hmm. And I was on um, Rush to Reason uh, last week, and we talked about this. Um, where I pose the question, why do we have such a strong reaction Mm -hmm. to this? Mm You know, it's the first thing we proclaim when a baby is born. It's a boy, it's a girl. That's the first thing people ask.
4: Mm -hmm. And they
1: even ask when you're pregnant, do you know if it's a boy or a girl? That's always the first question. And the gender reveal parties have been really popular. And so when someone says, oh, we're not going to reveal gender, we don't want to know, we're not going to impose it, people get... Very upset about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm just curious. I know it may not be your area of expertise, no. but curious your opinions, especially because of your interest in gender mm-hmm. and gender differences mm-hmm. in the brain and how that plays out in
2: our behavior and our in our relationships as we become adults. And I like your question. Why would that bother you yeah. so much? Yeah. Uh, and generally. Again, this is going to make a general statement because it's certainly nothing that I have studied. Um, But people talking about other people and how they should raise their kids, that's been a problem since forever. Mm -hmm. Um, And even, you know, long ago, I remember it's like, oh, no, we're not going to give our little boy trucks, you know. Mm -hmm. But if he wants to play with a doll, he can play with a doll. But kids are highly resilient, and I believe they will mature into who they are supposed to be if they are encouraged and to be the best that they can be Mm -hmm. and to be responsible and to grow up no matter what that is. Um, I mean, don't we all want to contribute to... We're here on this earth for a reason again, Mm -hmm. and we don't know why they were born with those different chromosomes, but they have a reason to be here, and how can they be most successful, most effective by having people who accept them and encourage them. Right, right. And so it'll be interesting to see statistically of
1: all of these babies mm-hmm. who are being raised general neutral or general open, some of the parents are calling it, how many of them still end up choosing a gender identity it that will matches their biology. That'll mm-hmm. be very interesting to see. Or does raising a child in a gender open, gender neutral environment actually um, cause them to gender identify other than their biology at a higher percentage Mm -hmm. than we, you know, we're seeing this very small percentage of folks who who have gender dysphoria, who feel their gender doesn't match, or they're transgendered. Um, and so it would be interesting to see mm-hmm. if the statistics on that, the prevalence goes up
2: because up. of the environment mm-hmm. and the culture. It will be the whole nature or nurture yes, uh, yes. thing that's been around for mm-hmm. a long time. That is going to be interesting. Yep. I'm sure that they're undergoing studies right now. we will see. Yes. And
1: so there are so many folks who believe that gender is a social construct, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, you've you shared today and Dr. Wesson shared as well, there are some biological brain differences, and clearly X, Y, and ovaries Mm -hmm. or testes, those are, you know, observable, tangible differences, Um, and yet some people are saying gender is constructed. Mm -hmm. So this will be, you hate to do experiments on children, right? right? Uh, But the parents are setting up some pretty interesting uh, social experiments Mm -hmm. to see how this all turns out. Now, one of the the issues... um, that's concerning is around the mental health of young people in general. Mm -hmm. We're seeing suicide rates, you know, through the roof. Uh, But we know gay children, transgendered children have higher suicide rates, higher rates of Mm -hmm. depression, higher rates of anxiety, self-harm. And so we really have to be careful about how we handle this. And that's why I pose Mm -hmm. the question, why is it so upsetting to us? Mm -hmm. And how we respond and how we address these children could literally be a life or
2: death matter. Ah, yes, when you think about it, mm-hmm. ah, that is because it is serious and kids are affected by so much, by words, by thoughts, by reactions.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah,
2: And so harassment,
1: violence, discrimination, mm-hmm. bullying, even family rejection are risk factors uh, for suicide in mm-hmm. this population of mm-hmm. children who are gay or transgendered. And again, we don't know how this gender-neutral environment Will impact their ultimate gender identity. Right. But again, are we willing to take these risks and chances mm-hmm. with our kids' mm-hmm. mental health and well being? Mm. Um, kind of a. Uh, Something concerning. to think about. We are def- for ab- sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I want to take the remainder of our, um, our our time today to talk more about your book, Yes, I okay. Said No, and How to Set Healthy Boundaries and Increase Your Self Esteem. So, talk about some of the main ideas of the book,
2: and uh, I assume you have some good practical advice for us as well. I do. I do. One of the things that I think is interesting is the subtitle, because I think when you set healthy boundaries, it increases your self-esteem. When you have good self-esteem, you set healthy boundaries. Mm. And so it's one of those positive cycles that can happen. And, but... What I have found, and the reason that I wrote the book, is that so many people have a problem saying no. Mm. Uh, They will identify and say, oh, I just hate conflict. And they think, oh, well, if I say no, that's immediately going to cause a big argument. And so they back away. But really, setting boundaries is all about saving relationships. Mm. And so if we really care about someone, care about our home life, our work life, wherever it is, our social life. Because what will happen is if you begin to feel resentful, that's a big red flag. Mm-hmm. And you feel like, well, I'm taking, being taken advantage of or I'm giving more than what I'm receiving in this relationship. Mm-hmm. When that happens again and again and again over time, a couple of things are inevitable. One is there'll be a big fight, a big blow up the relationship may be soured beyond belief or one or the other will walk away because it's no longer a good Mm -hmm. relationship. Yeah. So if you want a healthy relationship, then you draw the line and say, this is where I go, but I go no further. Mm -hmm. You can come over to my house this many times, but you can't over that amount. And setting the boundaries is important. Right. And so if you were
1: to give us a concise definition of boundaries i heard you just gest- i saw you gesture and you use the words draw a line mm-hmm. help us understand what what's a good def- working definition of boundaries and then i'll ask you to give more examples of what that looks like in different circumstances okay.
2: cuz i think we all have again that line that i talk about that's usually you know i have my space and you have mm-hmm. your space um, and so, whenever we are operating in our space and what we are. And responsible not just physical for, space, no, emotional space exactly. as well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And those are the times, uh, again, in that we feel taken advantage of, someone has crossed the line, mm. is a good way. To put think about it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so would this be um,
1: your book appropriate for uh, young people as well or for the adults to
2: read with an eye towards teaching young people about boundaries? I think uh, teenagers have read this book and have been very helped. It's, it's a thin book mm-hmm. that's simple and easy to, write, uh, to read. I put lots of stories in there, examples from my practice, from my own life. And so I think they can pick up, uh, what you need to do. And basically when you set a boundary, you talk about what you don't like, but then you also talk about what you want. Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes we just talk about what we don't like. And when we end up there that's just complaining. Mm -hmm. So we have to talk about what we want instead. Uh, if we really need that to happen and to Become a full boundary. We set a consequence. Mm. This is what I will do if that doesn't happen. Right. And
1: so one one uh, outcome and benefit of boundaries is it really empowers
4: people absolutely to
1: communicate how I'm feeling, which would require you to first know. Right. right. So right. it helps to promote self awareness. Uh, but you can feel empowered to not only say this is what I don't want, but this is what I would I would like. This mm-hmm. is what I want in this relationship in this situation. And as you said, here's what's gonna happen if you don't. So you're empowered
2: right. to, to kind of direct how things are going. That is right. Mm-hmm. And so often it's like you say, some people don't even stop to think about what they really want. Mm-hmm. If they'll say, What would you like oh, I don't care, you know. Where do you want to go to dinner? It doesn't matter. But to yet me. they're
1: they're privately upset and frustrated yes. and disappointed not getting their needs met, but they're not taking the time to have uh, greater self-awareness right. to discover more about themselves. Right mm-hmm. So
2: they can say, "Oh yes, this is what I would like.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's
1: important. And so talk about boundaries in terms of safety issues. Mm-hmm. Um, when we're talking about uh, relationships with adults and certainly with children, uh, we've got um, such a, I think, a vulnerability and a threat with um, social media and internet access, Mm -hmm. especially to young people, teenagers, where they may not have healthy boundaries. And they're even more ambiguous and vague when we go online Mm -hmm. into the virtual world. Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, Talk about uh, boundaries in that context. So boundaries, again, it's all about protection, and that can be a physical boundary, just like you would say, you don't go out into the street Mm -hmm. to play because you might get run over. Mm -hmm. Uh, You don't expose your brain to pornography or adult content, uh, that kind of thing. You've set the boundaries. The consequence is whatever the consequence sets up. Mm -hmm. But it is really important. But it is all about safety. And whether that's for children or adults, Mm -hmm. uh, then we're going to be able to be real and true and be our real selves. That's very, very freeing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the sooner kids learn that, teenagers, young adults... Older adults, yeah. we all benefit.
1: Right. And we were talking earlier about gender differences. Would there be anything we need to be aware of uh, around gender and boundaries? As far as? Uh, things we should t- be teaching our gender. children differently or for men and women?
2: I think generally learning about those differences, just like we say, to our children, you know, uh, don't let anybody touch you Mm -hmm. inappropriately. That's a boundary that we are teaching them. Yeah.
1: So no real gender differences there, although we have his brain, her brain. Uh, Barbara Russell, thanks so much for spending the time with me today. I appreciate your insights. Enjoyable. Yeah. Thank you so much. And listeners, thanks for tuning in. Uh, We're here every Thursday on KLZ 560 AM. My guest has been Barbara Russell, and I'm Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark, reminding you to live well.
0: We hope you've enjoyed this presentation of Living Well with Dr. Pegg. For more information or to contact Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark about her mental health or consulting services, please visit her
4: webpage at drpegradio.com.